0: Hi guys, we are back with the famous writers of Hollywood heyday, David Fantle and Tom Johnson, and we're going to talk about this incredible interview that you guys did with the one and only James Cagney. Now, how cool was that? That it doesn't really get much cooler than Cagney. He was right. uh, like everyone knows he's a legend, but uh, you know, it's the the lead into the interview, how we got it was kind of interesting because he was pretty much semi retired he was totally retired he was coming out of retirement to do ragtime back in like 1981 and and so he was just sort of getting a little back into the, the public eye and we corresponded with um, his uh, his man Friday who was this woman named Marge Zimmerman he, she was sort of a caretaker for him and she was kind of a tough tough broad she was he sounded like,
1: like a like a Frau Blucher. yeah kind Damn. of
0: exactly yeah. she kind of looked like her too and um you know, but, you know, had his best interests, a lot of people say, not everyone, uh, and um, we corresponded with him, and he said he'd see us when we got out there to LA from the Twin Cities where we live, so we went out there in the in the winter, which is where he liked to spend the, his time in, uh, in California, he had a farm in upstate New York, and then a, a place on, you um, I think it was Martha's Vineyard or was it
1: Martha's Vineyard? Yeah.
0: Yes. So he was, uh, he and his wife, Billy, they'd been married like 50, 60 years at that point, were out there. We we got our hotel, called him up. Marge Zimmerman answered and was sort of an obstruction. She said, No, you're never going to get to him. Well, who are you two? I don't know who (laughs) you are. And we said, Hey, we came all the way out here for this interview. We're going to, we want to see him. So she, she said, Well, wait a second. We heard some muffled, you know, conversation, apparently with Cagney and in the other room, she said, well, if you can get up here in about 20 minutes, you can see him. So we like got a cab, got up there, up on Coldwater Canyon. He lived right off Coldwater Canyon at the time on the, uh, you know, the basin side, the LA side, we walked in, he had this sort of rustic farmhouse up there, which was just great. He's in this bathrobe with bed hair because it was, in the morning. So it was, you know, it was like just hair all over the place, white hair. You sitting there and um, we we talked to, him. We, we came in. The first thing he said, you know, he said to me, he said, you must be a six footer, you know, meaning like I wasn't six feet, but that's what he was measuring me up to be. Dave and I sat down with him, <coughs> excuse me. And I mean, it was a, it was a great interview. He didn't want to talk about the hoodlum movies. That's what he called them. He wanted to talk about his musicals, which Dave and I were totally into. Oh, yeah, movie. yeah. And so we were talking about Yankee Doodle Dandy and, and, you know, all these great, you know, numbers and, and, and we asked him how, well, why did you really agree to see us. And he said it was because of that picture that we had taken with Fred Astaire. I think that's one of our earlier interviews Mm -hmm. and uh, it was a little Polaroid snapshot that we stuck in every one of these uh, interview requests. And that was our Willy Wonka golden ticket to see Cagney. He he told us, well, if Freddie saw you, I'll see you. So it was the greatest interview. And excuse me, I I ended up, Dave was talking to Jimmy for a while. I talked with his wife, Billy, for an extended period. She was an old uh, Iowa farm girl. So, and I have, uh, and my ancestors came from Iowa. So we were talking about you know soybean futures and and you know pork belly and all this weird crap and and Ken, he sort of noticed that and he kind of loved it because I apparently in the fifty years that he had been doing interviews no one really talked about his wife or talked to her she was just sort of shuttled off to the side so he really really was sort of charmed by that and he said uh, to Dave and I he said well what are you guys doing tomorrow night and we were like well I, you know not, nothing really we came to see you he said. Why don't you meet me for dinner at the Ginger Man, which is a restaurant back then in Beverly Hills. Carol O'Connor's
1: place, right? O'Connor. Yep.
0: Yeah. And so yeah. Dave and I ended up uh, going to the Ginger Man to see the Beverly Hills Unlisted Jazz Band with Conrad Janice and George Segal. Wow. a Great time, and Dave can take <clears throat> it from here, but it was just wonderful. Cagney was fantastic. And his wife was an absolute dream.
1: Wow. And you know, Cagney was known for gangster pictures And as Tom said, he had little to no interest in talking about it. In fact, later on in his career, on the last several films he made, he said that he never even watched them. He said that making movies for him was like putting um, bread on the table. That's what it was about, to make a living. It was a job. There was really no ego. And as Tom also said, um, Jim was a city guy, you know, raised in the Yorkville section on the upper east side of New York City. And he met Billy, the farm girl from Iowa, who was also an aspiring actress in vaudeville. And so she was with him at the very beginning. And Cagney's interest when we met him were basically very few things. One was he was he'd hang around, he said, and watch TV if one of his handful of musicals were on. He liked the dancing he liked he considered himself a song and dance man he had no problem he took up painting later on in life and was actually a pretty accomplished painter and he was happy to talk about that and at his little farm in upstate new york on the hudson river valley he raised morgan horses and tom um because again some of his lineage in iowa was able to connect with him on talking about morgan horses so it was sort of a midwest connection (laughs) that got us this invitation to the ginger man. And when we were there and met him again, he gave us, he autographed photos for us. He autographed and dated um, postcards of his oil paintings for us and all this wonderful stuff. But I should tell you the one ending to the story before the ginger man, when we were done at his home in Coldwater Canyon, um, Mark Zimmerman said, how are you boys getting back to your hotel? And we were always a little... Reticent to disclose what kind of flea bags we were staying in, and <laughs> it wasn't the Beverly Terrace; it was some other flea bag at the and time. And it wasn't the
0: Beverly <laughs> Hills Hotel either. Let me know. no, not
1: the <laughs> Palace by a long. It, uh-huh. it might have that was a long stretch. So, anyways, we said, "Well, we'll take a cab back like we got here, or we'll we'll walk," which was probably maybe two miles at the most. And she goes, "Nonsense! I'll take you guys back in Jimmy's car." So, so now she likes you guys. Back. Yeah, she yes. did. yeah. So the car wasn't just a car. It was a 1961 Bentley. Wow. And it was the wow. car that Cagney used to go cross country because Cagney hated to fly. The only reason he was in Los Angeles during the winter was because he was from a cold weather climate. His wife was from a cold weather climate. And she insisted that at the very least for those three, four months, they stay in Los Angeles during the winter. So we were in this, of course, Tom and I, you know, were giving uh, giving a few wrong turns here and there, so we could prolong this ride in this Bentley. Because you know, I you know I learned how to drive in a '66 Chevy Impala, so this was unbelievable <laughs> for us. And so, you know, the Ginger Man capped off this you know wonderful visit um, or two visits with the incomparable James Cagney. Uh, absolutely, that is a fantastic
0: Amazing. story. Amazing, and that he Amazing. he liked you guys so much that he <clears throat> invited you to dinner the next night. Yeah. That is the coolest thing of all. Really. And paid and, and, for the dinner. He, what? You what? <laughs> oh, yeah. It was oh,
1: wow. And you know, Tom and I were not 21 yet. This was 1979. And so we still, we had bottles of wine and everything. And um, <laughs> well, don't was tell him. I going to say, yeah.
0: Jimmy, these guys look a little young. You can't, you know, we were, I mean, we had the greatest time in history. At wow. this, you know.
1: And we did. And we actually met Carol O'Connor himself who sort right. of looked us over, looked us eyed us over, because again, Cagney liked and was comfortable. His best friends were part of, you know, the Irish acting community. O'Connor, Spencer Tracy, Ryan Ronald Bell, and Pat, Penn, right. Ryan, those were his pals, all the Irish guys.
0: Yeah. Wow, well, and he gave you uh, a, uh, an autograph or something on on a postcard?
1: Yeah, he mentioned yeah. that a piece of art that they had. Yeah, yeah, On a he postcard. Had, he yeah, had postcards made of some of the still life paintings, and he signed and dated. He um he autographed to us a, a classic photo we set each had of him in Yankee Doodle Dandy as well, which of course you know I have framed in somewhere in the house. <laughs>
0: somewhere. In the wow! House. And Tom, you sold yours, right? Yeah, I, I <laughs> had to afford my rent here. You know, it's just you know how it is. Southern California.
1: It's an amazing book by these two guys. It's called Hollywood Heyday. It's available on Amazon. We're going to have a link there so you can go get it and read it. There's just 75 really fascinating stories in here about people that you know and that you've heard of and that you love. And you need to go out and buy it. And thank you guys for coming on and doing this. I'm sure we're going to see you again to talk about some more celebrities from the past, but we really appreciate you doing this. Great. Thank, Thank you. It's been, been a pleasure. lot. Of fun. Thank you guys. All right. Thanks. Okay.